0: Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and and, Jerry and this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello guys, it's me again, Jesse, and uh, again, same day here I'm doing this recording. Jeremy's taking a rest before she's getting ready to give birth uh, this week. I'm taking a minute here on our break at lunch just to um, record a couple of these uh, messages that we did at the new church plant in the city of uh, Corneliano as we gather in uh, in the house, uh, gospel community groups at the beginning phases of this church plant. Uh, So these are a couple basics that we went through. We call them gospel basics. We looked at the idea uh, that we were... uh, Slaves uh, before coming to Christ, and now we've been set free. We looked at the idea that before coming to Christ, we were not just sick or unable, but actually dead spiritually and made alive by the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, lastly, here we want to look at the idea that we were uh, not just not interested in God, not just not, you know, collaborating with Him, but we were actually His enemies uh, before being born again. His enemies, enemies of God. And then uh, made into something else, which we would call here perhaps children of God we become, uh, even saints of God. Uh, A totally new identity given to us also in this realm. So we'll look at a couple verses real quick, uh, unpack this just a little bit. But again, the idea here, it it helps us to understand these things. It's absolutely crucial. If we want to live for Jesus Christ, honor Him here, well done, good and faithful servant, bear fruit in our life, uh, be good missionaries, be good church planters. We need to understand these concepts these gospel basics, because if we don't, we'll be tempted all the time to become proud. We'll think too much of ourselves. Or, on the opposite hand, we'll think, uh, we'll be discouraged, and we won't understand why people aren't believing as much as they should, or why we're not as good as we should be, etc. We need to understand these things. And if we want to be humble and bear fruit, you need to uh, be humble in order to bear fruit for Jesus. Uh, We can't be humble unless we understand these things. And if we want to be courageous and joyfully bo- and boldly proclaiming the gospel, we also need to understand these things. If you don't, your your gospel proclamation will be weak and hindered, and perhaps this is one of the big reasons why few people actually are involved in evangelism today. Very few Christians are actually doing it. Uh, probably has to do with they don't understand these gospel basics, and don't understand the new person they are, the new identity they have, what they were before, what they are now. and. And they fail to live according to who they are. These are these are realities. Uh, so today I'll go ahead and put on a little music here again from uh, Jerry V. Some good Italian worship songs in the background. There we go. Look at that. And uh, we'll just look at a couple verses. This idea here today: being an enemy of God. Few people actually understand this reality that they are an enemy of God before being becoming a Christian. But it's absolutely fundamental. Uh, Firstly, we'll look here in Romans chapter 5, verse 10. I'm already there. Let's see. It says, uh, For if while we were, here's the word, enemies, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. The reality that we were actually enemies before being reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. You were an enemy. But we also read here... uh, In verse 8, God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were yet sinners and enemies, he died for us. Who do you know that has actually died to save his enemy? Nobody does that. That's craziness. That's madness. But that is our God. That is the love of God. You actually were his enemy. And he died for you then when you were his enemy. Again, we'll look now at James chapter 4. James in Italian is Giacomo. If your name is James, you can call yourself Giacomo if you want to. We have a good friend of ours named James. He's actually Italian heritage. We call him Giacomo all the time. Uh, and we love him. It's great. James 4, four says, You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of of God, before you were born again, you were uh, an enemy of God in this sense, in that uh, you were a friend of the world. All you knew, all your satisfaction came from worldly things, the approval of others, your own success, your own well-being, whatever it was for you, your own idols, things that you put in God's place to worship. Uh, that's what you worshiped before and that made you an enemy of God. Anyone who is a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God and anyone who's not born again is simply a friend of the world. He lives according to the standards of the world, the ways of the world and he has made himself naturally an enemy of God. So people can say, yeah, I'm doing okay with God and this and that and if they're not actually saved, the reality is well, God's not doing okay with you. He's actually, his wrath is upon you. You're an enemy of his. Uh, so be careful, beware Yeah. Uh, so this is another reality here Of the idea that we are enemies of God And every lost person you talk to Anyone who's not saved The reality for them is They are an enemy of God The wrath of God is truly upon them As it was you, but you've been set free God has been merciful to you Gracious Another example, real quick Colossians 1, verse 21 What do we read here? Let's see and although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless beyond reproach. This is good because it shows both aspects. You were hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, an enemy of God against the things of the Lord, not for him, but against him but the amazing thing is when you've been reconciled to Him through the work of Jesus Christ, by faith in Jesus Christ, putting your faith in Him by grace, you have become holy and blameless in the eyes of God. That's the, the great change that takes place here. So you were an enemy, but now you've become holy and blameless. In other words, you've become a saint and a child of God, which we'll see also in a moment. Philippians 3.18. You're an enemy of God. What does this say? For many walk of whom I often told you and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetites, whose glory is is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. See how these all kind of go together, this idea of being an enemy. Lastly, we'll look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, 16 this time. Oh. and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity the fact that you were enmity at enmity with God an enemy of His again these are are strong realities now real quick to look at the flip side that was your lost condition before any lost person you're talking to this is His reality whether He wants to admit it or accept it or not He is an enemy of God and He needs to understand that John 1.12 what does it show us? What changes? But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So the reality is you, when you trust in Jesus Christ, you receive him, you accept who he is, know who he is, and put your trust in him for salvation, in him alone. In that moment, when you're regenerated, you actually become, at that point, a child of God. Some say that everyone's a child of God. In a certain sense, yeah, but not in the real sense. The genuine sense, real children of God are only those that are Christians that are born again. And that's exactly what he expresses here in verse 13, following that. Uh, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, okay? Not, doesn't depend on, your salvation doesn't depend on, you know, who your family is and what path they've had in life and how they've may, maybe grown you up as a Christian. That's that's not the reality, not who were born of blood Nor of the will of the flesh So you didn't will it You didn't desire it The same idea that Jesus says You didn't choose me I chose you uh, So it wasn't your own fleshly desires That caused you to be born again uh, And become a child of God Nor of the will of man But of God Born of God We read this over and over In John's writings uh, So when you're an enemy And then you get born again You become a child of God You're born of God In that sense very, very important doctrines teachings of Christianity. In Romans 8, we read, verse 14 to 16, For all who are being led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Anyone who is led of the Spirit is someone who is born of the Spirit, born again and able to be led by Him. For you have not received the spirit of slavery, he says, leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. You've been adopted into His kingdom, giving a new identity. Uh, Truly, truly marvelous thing, and much to say there, but we'll leave it at that. Lastly, Galatians 4. For this, we don't even need to see that, but Galatians 4, verse 5 and 6, you can see that concept again. The idea that we are now saints, we see this all throughout Scripture. Here in Italy, that's always a hard one for people to swallow, because if you know anything about Roman Catholicism, you know they have a totally different understanding of saints. For them, saints are all dead people who were made saints years after they died. Uh, But in Scripture, we see over and over again, the Christians, the born-again people, are saints because a supernatural work has happened. The Holy Spirit of God has come to dwell in them, making them also holy and therefore saints. And so a, a quick example of this, you can find this all throughout Scripture, but 1 Corinthians 1, 2, to the church of God, Paul writes here, he says, to the church of God which is at Corinth, to those who have been sanctified... In Christ Jesus, saints by calling with all who in every place call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a true Christian, born of God, no longer an enemy, but now you are now a child of God, you are also a saint of God. Uh, You can rightfully call yourself Saint So-and-So, whatever your name is. Saint Jesse, Saint Jerry, Saint whoever you are. This is a profound reality. Though you sin, though your flesh is still... Sinful. Your heart is new. Your identity is new. You have the Holy Spirit in you, and you are seen by God, blameless, without fault, and a holy. You are a saint. Absolutely mind-blowing realities. And again, these are important. Why? If you want to bear fruit, if you want to be a good Christian, you need to know where you've come from, what you were before, and what has happened to you. It's all the work of God, to the glory of God alone. And these things, when you understand them, should motivate you. If your Christian life is just not hot, not cold, just so-so, you haven't understood these things well enough. You don't know who you are well enough in Christ Jesus. Because when you do understand these realities, you find within you a new fire, a new desire to put into practice the Word of God, to risk your life for Jesus Christ, to do all that you can. And by the work of the Holy Spirit, you can do things before you never thought possible. Loving the unlovely, forgiving anyone who sins against you, preaching the gospel, going out of your way, Uh, to the lost, enduring all kinds of suffering for the sake of your Lord. It's possible because you are a new creature in Christ. You really are. You'll avoid being proud if you understand this thing. Uh, You'll avoid being discouraged. You'll live humbly and you'll become useful to the Lord and you will joyfully and courageously proclaim boldly the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you. Hope this encourages your day and uh, encourages you to be involved more and more in the Lord's work around the world. Uh, as He is every day, changing people's situations, taking them from being dead in their sin to alive in Christ Jesus, making them from enemies to become children, to become saints, and uh, totally transforming lives, and uh, to the glory of His name. Love you guys. Take care. God bless. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.